From Relay FM, this is virtual episode number 34. Today's show is brought to you by Hover, Simplified Domain Management. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hi, Federico. Hello, Mike. We're back again. Uh, yes, we are. Like Sooner than expected, but yeah. we are back. <laughs> yeah, so this morning, um, I just had a feeling that I needed yeah. to remind Federico about the yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, and I sent him was like, all good for today, buddy? He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, my reaction wasn't exactly that. Mm. But um, yeah, see, the past couple of days, I've been busy with articles and embargoes. You know, people want me to publish articles on time. So I kind of forgot to check my schedule, my calendar. And thank you for reminding me. I felt like you were sort of my assistant this morning. I mean, you always are, in a way. You are my boss and my assistant. It's a weird combination, but it works. So thank you, Mike. No problem. I had no idea you saw me that way. <laughs> no, like like a friendly boss, like um, like a dear leader. <laughs> let's let's avoid the dictatorship jokes. Yeah, let's um, do that. Mike, I know that you have links for me. I do actually. Um, in in the idea of I, that, I didn't know if you were going to be ready. I prepared some links <laughs> as well. <laughs> thank you. What, do you wanna do you wanna discuss those? I do. So this is one that I actually meant to bring up uh, on our last episode. Lego um, is going down the Skylanders and Disney Infinity route. Um, they are making mm. uh, physical products, so physical Lego toys that you will place on a little platform and it will go into a new game called Lego Dimensions. Oh, now, this is clever. One of the really, really great things about Lego is the properties that they mm-hmm. have. So, like, there are pictures of potential... Well, there are pictures of a bunch of different sets that they're going to be doing, like Back to the Future, mm-hmm. Batman, the Lego movie characters. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a possibility that they could probably do Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, like, because Lego have the right to... Sure, in theory, yeah. have all of those uh, things. So they, I'm. It's gonna be, it's gonna be amazing. It's hmm. gonna be so good. And I assume, I will assume. I don't know this for sure. I will assume that you probably build the little toys. Yeah, you I know? was just about to ask. Can you assemble the toys anyway? Even it, if they have looks a chip like inside. Okay. Oh yeah, no, they got one of the boxes. It says ninety four pieces. Wow. So you okay. assemble like you. They've got the, the the Back to the Future here. They've got the DeLorean. So you assemble the car you know, the Back to the Future car, and put it on its little stand, and then you put the stand on this little portal thing, and off it goes. It's, this is going to be, like, basically money pouring from the sky. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes, exactly. I mean, if you think about it, uh, I think the future of toys is to be connected to these smart devices, you know? It only makes sense, because, I mean, kids are moving more and more towards, you know, tablets and smartphone games and these kind of digital experiences, but there's still a clear benefit, you know, in having physical toys. So, you know, uh, bridging the gap between the two, I, I think it only makes sense. And it's good to see, I mean, of course you can say, yeah, this is a this is a ripoff of uh, Skylanders and, you know, there's all these other companies doing this sort of functionality. I mean, there's Nintendo with Amiibo, there's Disney and now Lego, but I think it makes sense. It's, uh, it's one of those innovations that slowly propagates to, you know, to the entire industry. And I think it's, again, it's, it's free money, basically, I guess. There's something slightly different about Lego, though, and the way that they're doing it, in that 
they're making their toys playable. Where like Skylanders and Amiibo, they're just like plastic figurines. And same with Disney Infinity. You can't really do anything with them other than put them on the stands for the games. But these are Lego pieces. So when you're not playing the game, you can just play with Lego like you would play with Lego. And I think that that is a that is a different thing. I think that is a more powerful thing because yeah. kids play with Lego anyway. I mean, I have uh, a couple of nephews and they play uh, Disney Infinity, and I th- they sometimes play with the toys, but they're just like fixed in position, so it's not that great, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're not like true action figures or whatever that you can kind of like with with opposable arms and legs and stuff. So you're kind of a bit restricted. Uh, which I always thought was a peculiar thing, and I guess it's just to save on cost, right? Because it's just easier for them. But like with Lego, like this just makes sense for them to do it this way. I think it's so cool, and and I'm very excited about this because as well, um, what's the name of the the game company that's making this? Um, Traveler's Tales. They're the company that have made all the recent Lego games. So they're gonna it's gonna be a good game and it's gonna probably be a funny game, right? That appeals to all mm-hmm. audiences. Which is, you know, that that's what those like all those I don't know if you've ever played any, but the Lego games are so much no, fun. No, never. Hmm. Nice. So oh they're showing I'm watching the video now and they're showing some of the properties and it's like, yeah. Back to the future. They had like the Wizard of Oz. Um it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be just this is really going to change things, I think. I think this is going to be huge for Lego. This could be, nice. like, their next step, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not exactly one of those Lego fans. I, I don't know if I told you when I was younger, I used to steal Lego pieces from my from my school. You didn't uh, tell me that. <laughs> oh, you didn't know? No. Yeah, I used to steal them and bring them home until my mother figured out, you know, basically the Lego pieces kept appearing in my bedroom and eventually my mom asked me about the origin of uh, those pieces and I told her that I, I was putting the Lego pieces in my in my backpack uh, at school mm-hmm. and um, yeah I, I was weirdly obsessed with helicopters I don't know why uh, but I kept stealing helicopter pieces uh, so I think my experience with Lego is somehow uh, it stopped after I felt bad for stealing Lego, so I didn't catch buying. Yeah, yeah. I felt like like I was traumatized, you know, uh, because I felt like a thief. I thought it was okay. It wasn't okay. Um, so <laughs> I <laughs> love these tangents, me? man. <laughs> this is this is why like people in my family tell me they love this show. <laughs> Because of these little, like, really emotional things that you start talking about. <laughs> you just bring back memories. I know, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I hope you're okay. I have a, I have a slight complaint that I need to make quickly. Not about you, but I've just opened the next link, which is for, to Polygon. Mm-hmm. They have these full-page takeover ads at the moment that keep popping up. For, I think it's for Sonos or Sophos or something. It's really annoying. Like, it's full page, and you have to click an X for it to make it go away. Uh, on a Mac? Yeah. I, I don't see it right now. It's, Maybe you're one of those users who just keep They keep. The they keep, It keeps happening to me, and it's driving me crazy, and it's just on Polygon. Must be Google tracking you. <laughs> it's uh, it mu- you it all must the be. Ads. It's really, really annoying. Yeah, that's the worst. Or, like, 
I hate it when the, there's a couple of websites that before you get to an article, you're forced to see this full screen banner. And before it used to be that you could just say continue to the website. Now, for the past couple of weeks, I noticed that they changed to a timer. So you need to wait like three or five seconds. There's yeah. no X anymore to close the ad and continue to the article. That's, that is super annoying and just, you know, wrong. Yep. Anyway, so the article that I'm looking at is uh, Hearthstone for the iPhone and Android oh, yeah. phones is out yeah. is out now. Um, it came out yesterday. Um, do you remember we were talking about Hearthstone? It's the card game by mm-hmm. uh, Blizzard, um, yeah. and it was on it was an iPad only game. It's now out on the iPhone. I've downloaded it and I will give it a go. But I think ultimately one of the things that always frustrated me about Hearthstone is it was online only. Um, yeah. As in, you could only play with other people online and you can only play when you have an internet connection. Mm. And that's not changed. But um, I'm going to give it another go because I did really enjoy the game, but there's, you know, there's, they're like fundamental things that I don't really like about it. But if you are a person who likes Hearthstone, you can now play basically wherever you want to be. Um, because it's That's nice, right I there. guess. Yeah, cause it is the, the kind of game that you want to keep playing over and over. So it makes sense to be on the iPhone. Yep. Yep, makes perfect sense. Mike, I also have uh, two links for you that I want to discuss. The first one is from the weekend. I think I saw the announcement on Sunday. Uh, Capcom is making a new Monster Hunter game for the Nintendo 3DS, but it's not a part of the regular uh, series. It's a new RPG game called Monster Hunter Stories. So it's got a new colorful style, new characters. It is set in the same universe of the other games in the series, but it's an RPG and it's coming out next year in Japan. And it'll, I mean, there's a trailer and it looks really, really nice, colorful, playful. Uh, there's of course monsters that you need to escape, that you need to, I assume that you need to kill and battle. Um, I wanted to actually talk about this briefly. Are you into the Monster Hunter series at all? Have never, you ever I've never played? played. I've never played okay. Monster Hunter. Have you played Monster Hunter? I did many years ago. I think it was the first one or maybe the second one on the PSP. Um, I know that the series is huge in Japan and it started to become popular also in the West. But it, it's, at least from, from what I remember... Um, it's a really complex game. There's so much stuff going on. It's uh, it's a game of crafting, you know, weapons, items to you need to find monsters, you need to collect resources. It's very uh, rich in terms of the quantity of stuff that you can collect and create. And I remember it must have been 6 or 7 years ago, probably even more. I was kind of put off by the complexity of the game. But over the years, I saw that so many people, my friends on Twitter also, uh, so not just, you know, people in Japan, but because I used to read about this game, and it was like, yeah, but this game is so popular in Japan, but people in the West don't care. Over the years, I saw my friends on Twitter, uh, they're like, they play Monster Hunter. They, they're, really, they're really into this game. And now I'm wondering if maybe this new game, this uh, stories uh, spin-off, will, could be you know, a nice way to get back into the Monster Hunter series and, and try to approach the franchise in, in a different way. Uh, because I've been wondering how to get started with Monster Hunter because I, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. I saw that there's a new uh, Monster Hunter 4 for the 3ds i think yeah that um, was that was like one of the launch games right because it yeah, uses the yeah. little c stick mm-hmm. 
So I was kind of intrigued. Uh, but then I remember, I mean, this game, it's like, it's like the Animal Crossing of, you know, mixed with fighting. It's a huge game and it, and it requires you to spend hundreds of hours playing the game. So I'm kind of, I don't know if I want to do this. So maybe this story's version will be, I mean, it's an RPG, so it'll be better for me, no matter what. We'll see. What I also want to discuss, Mike, is the new Guitar Hero. Uh... Which yeah. is coming back. I've seen uh, really mixed reactions to this mm-hmm. on, on Twitter. And ex- explain to people why this is uh, kind of kind of different. So there was a time five or six years ago when Guitar Hero and Rock Band uh, were fighting uh, to be the music game for consoles. Uh since the first Guitar Hero and eventually Rock Band... Um, Rock Band kind of won, didn't it? It kind of won depending on who you ask. Because I, I was a Rock Band fan myself. Because I, uh, there was a friend of mine at the, at the camping area where I used to go every summer who owned a rock band set. So, because it's not the kind of... Now, you know, there's there's going to be people asking this. Uh, it's not the traditional camping. Uh, I think the concept is called glamping. I, I, we went we went over this last year. Uh, you know, the glamorous camping uh, concept? It, mm-hmm, it's a whole, mm-hmm, yeah. it's a whole trend. Um, we don't call it glamping in Italy. It's not a thing here, uh, but it's a fancy camping. You know, you got a TV, you got a full house. Uh, so basically this friend of mine had rock band and we used to play rock band and I was the drummer uh, or the singer, depending on, you know, what I felt like. Uh, anyway, rock band kind of expanded on the concept of playing a fake plastic instrument to have uh, feedback on the, on, on the screen. And then for some reason, I am guessing with the, with the, you know, the, the, as console uh, kind of matured and then we, we transitioned to the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, we didn't get these kind of music games anymore. And now it seems like they're sort of coming back uh, because Rock Band 4 is in the works. There's Amplitude, which is another music game coming back. And Guitar Hero, a lot of people were asking Activision to make a new one. And yesterday there was the official announcement. It, it is called Guitar Hero Live and it's drastically different from the old versions because it's, it doesn't use 3D graphics. Uh, the, the old Guitar Hero would be, you know, this sort of 3D game with, you know, uh, bandmates uh, recreated in 3D with this very colorful kind of style. And now they have switched to these uh, real footage in, in a first-person perspective. So it is called Guitar Hero Live because the main mode will be that you are a guitar player in a real band and everything is shot in a first-person perspective. So you see the life of a rock star in first person. You see your bandmates. This is actually all footage, all original footage that Activision recorded to for the game. You see your bandmates in, in the in the backstage, you walk on stage, you see the crowd, and what's intriguing is that as you play so of course you get a digital kind of interface on the screen alongside the real video Uh, but as you play the reaction of 
people in, in the videos uh, in the game change it they, they change in real time so if you're playing well you see your bandmates like nodding at you or maybe playing better themselves you see the crowd uh, cheering clapping jumping if you don't play well if you miss some notes or if you start you know being really awful you see the crowd first like staring at you and then you see them like uh, saying oh you suck boo you know that kind of stuff and they throw stuff at you and again this is all real footage so it, it, it's it's like um it's like a it's like a, a sort of a movie in a way in, in first person and it's really really different from before there's also a, another mode in the game it's called TV mode and you play along with music videos but it's not the, the main mode of the game uh, it, it is called guitar hero live because they want to put the focus on this new this new way of playing guitar hero and alongside the the new kind of quote-unquote interface there's also a new guitar accessory so it's custom made by Activision it's not a licensed guitar it used to be a Gibson uh, guitar before now it's a custom guitar and they have changed the controls so in the old Guitar Hero games it used to be that you would play you would move your hand um, vertically uh, you know to to tap colored buttons on the on the guitar and now you move your fingers across there's uh, six frets I think they're called frets. Uh, there's six, you know, there's uh, three white, three black, and you move your fingers across instead of vertically. So it's, it is different, and I, I read a couple of uh, first impressions from uh, people who played uh, an early copy of Guitar Hero Live, and it's really different, and it, and it requires a few minutes to get used to, and it seems to, it seem, at least based on these articles, it seems to give more of the feeling of playing a real guitar. Um, but I'm primarily interested in the idea of having <laughs> real footage in a game. It's, it's not, it doesn't look like a video game almost. It looks like one of those interactive kind of stuff that used to be popular in the 80s. Uh, you know, with FMV kind of real videos and then you play as a game. It's, it's a new concept and I'm kind of surprised that Activision is trying to bring this genre back, in, you know, almost 30 years later. Uh, what are your thoughts, Mike? I don't see how this is going to work elegantly. Mm. Because the the way in which you progress through a song can have millions of permutations. Yeah. You can go wrong at any point, right? So I don't understand how they could change the reactions of the people in the crowd on Naturally. the fly and keep it looking natural. Yeah. So the only thing I can think is like maybe if you start to do well you turn away, but you're still I I am convinced, I am convinced you will see little judders. Like Probably. like like frames being dropped because it's changing over to a different um I don't know, like a a different loop. Like yeah. I I just can't work out how it's going to work properly. Yeah. Um I I think in general I I like the look of it. I think mm-hmm. it's a really interesting way because that's kind of what you're always supposed to have been doing anyway. And this mm-hmm. looks way better than animation. Mm-hmm. And you'd never get the animation right. Like you, you can never get the never animation. Never looks right on those things. There's even not too not enough people in the crowd, or or you know, or whatever. Um, I don't like that. This is clearly going to restrict your customization that you'll be able to do. 
Like, mm-hmm. you won't be able to choose your bandmates or whatever. Like, you'll no. be given the ones you're given because they've created the videos, but that's not the end of the world. But I just... I think if you're going to do this, if this is the route you're going to take, it has to be flawless. It has to look flawless. And I am unconvinced that that will be possible. There was a lot of um, uh, blurring and changing perspectives in the video, in the trailer. Yeah, uh, the trailer, though, I don't I don't buy the trailer because they set it up, right? Yeah. In the trailer, they're not going to show the audience not being able to completely... Do you know what I mean? Like, the trailer... I that's a really nice proof of concept and that might be how it looks if you follow that exact progression but if you miss a note like randomly in the middle and people start booing you like that's unexpected so like mm. the the frames like the the animation has to change the videos have to change and i don't know how it does that mm-hmm. the only argument in favor of you know this choice uh was it was made by this uh kotaku article uh basically arguing that uh, activision is not dumb they make a lot of money and moving to from graphics to live video footage makes sense for the age of tablets you know and and games being on different platforms not necessarily playstation and xbox because this game is gonna be available on consoles and also mobile devices yeah so the, the experience can be the same effectively everywhere yeah and if you think about it, you know, you don't have to to recreate all these complex and heavy 3D graphics. You can put just put video in a in a but in high, a game. High definition video is is huge in file size. I don't know. I don't know. It maybe um see it's it's really different. Uh, it's because when I think about it, it's kind of clever. Because if you want to change Guitar Hero from being like a toy and a game to be a toy and a first-person experience, it kind of makes sense. Uh, oh, but I, again, I, I agree with it. I think in theory, this is a, theory, the natural progression of the game. Yeah, but I agree with you. It's going to be difficult to... I just think know. the implementation will not live up. I just I just can't see how they're going to do it. I I cannot work out how they can how they can effectively make this work unless they're doing some clever stuff. Like maybe every time you screw up, you look down at the guitar, and then when you look back up again, yeah, people... the crowd has changed. Yeah. yeah, and so they've they, because in theory they should have known this was going to happen, and then built built in the direction of the of the life of the shooting of the video into making it work. But we'll see. Uh, this is going to make people motion sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's a good argument, actually. It yeah. will like it's hundred percent will, but but so many games, first person games, do. Yeah, um, true, true. But I, I'm excited to try it. I'm excited to play it. I always loved Rock Band and Guitar Hero. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always loved those games. Um, so I'm I'm excited to try this one. I don't know if I want more big plastic peripherals though. Well, I don't have any, so I, I can buy one. I mean, I I don't really have them laying around the house now, but I just don't know if I want to buy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's another it's another thing that you gotta keep in your house. Yep. Very nice. Who makes Rock Band? Is it Harmonics? Harmonics, I think. Yeah, yeah it, there was a, a big deal because I think some people that were used to work on Guitar Hero went on and made Rock Band they many, did, yeah. many they, years they, ago. I think it was the original creators before it went to, before Activision bought it. That's what I'm yeah, going to say happened. Yeah. 
because that's yeah, that, was... that is also a very Activision thing to do. Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. You know, yeah. Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that seems about right to me. All right, shall we uh, take a break? Yes. This week's episode of Virtual is brought to you by our friends over at Hover, the best way to buy and manage domain names. It is the place that I go. I was just buying a bunch of domain names today um, because uh, Hover sponsored Bonanza and we did something really interesting there. Um, And I was reminded just how great the Hover experience is. You just go there, you search for what you want. You can choose them uh, from a long list of... uh, you basically you can choose what you want from a long list of things that you can go in and be like oh i want to buy this so you do a little search i want to get this top level domain so i want .com want .co want .net you know you can select them all add them to your cart really easily they support all of the domain name options that you have now like all of the really insane ones all of the really interesting ones they have them all like just hundreds and hundreds it's crazy um they have really great prices for example .com domains i bought a couple of .coms today they 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 start at 12 99 which is nothing um, if you you know come into a situation where the domain name that you want isn't necessarily available but somebody's selling it hover can actually be the middleman in the sales process for you as well which is really interesting because um, that can be a really difficult thing to do and hover are actually there can be there to help you out with that process they have fantastic support they have a no hold no wait no transfer telephone support um, they have great guides online i was moving a, a domain over from another provider to hover a couple of weeks ago and I used their great guides to get everything set up. I did mess something up, though. Um, there was a complete error on my side. I didn't change something that I was supposed to change, so I sent Hover an email. They emailed me back within, like, about half an hour, and they were like, this is how you need to fix it. They took a look at it and just told me how I need to fix it, and sent me to a guide. They said, like, this is your issue. Like, your issue is exactly this. Change it, Change your name server to this, and you'll be done. And I did it. Worked perfect. And I was like... Thank you so much, Hava. You're awesome. And don't forget, they have their valet service where if you have uh, domains with somebody else, they're able to take all of the hassle out of switching from your current provider because they'll just do it all for you. This is totally free whether you have 10 domains or 200 domains. So I love Hover.com. I think that you'll love them too. You want to use the code LINK at checkout, L-I-N-K, and you will get 10% off your first purchase at Hover.com and you'll be showing your support for Virtual and Relay FM. Thank you so much to Hover for their support of this episode. So, Mike, uh, I want to talk about watches. And specifically, I want to talk about smartwatch games. If it makes sense to play games on a smartwatch, and especially if it makes sense to play a game on the Apple Watch, which is coming out in a few weeks. And and I'm telling you this because over the past couple of weeks, I saw a few announcements of uh, games coming to the Apple Watch, and I was like, hmm. Does this make any sense? So I thought it would be uh, it would it would make for a nice topic on virtual. Um, if, if you if you if you think so, Mike, can we discuss smart smartwatch games? Yeah, I mean, do, what have you seen? Do I have your blessing? Oh, hundred percent. Okay, so the first one that I saw, it's an RPG. Uh, there's an article on Kotaku. It is called Rumblade, and it'll be an RPG on the Apple Watch. And it looks pretty generic. Uh, it's a fantasy world. You have your characters. You need to kill monsters. And 
and it's really, I mean, if you look at the screenshots, there's an article on um, Pocket Gamer also about Rumblade, or is it Roomblade? Uh, it's one of the two. Um, there's a, an image gallery, you can take a look at the screenshots. Uh, it's, a, it's an RPG interface slimmed down to fit on the Apple Watch. Uh, so you get, you know, uh, you get monsters, you get points, uh, you can choose equipment, you can fight, you can have battles. Uh, and again, the developers are claiming that this will be a full adventure on the Apple Watch and that the game will, of course, be free to play with in-app purchases and the main way, of course, to play the game will be to just tap the face of the Apple Watch. Uh, another another one that I saw today on a, on a, on a similar note, uh, just a few minutes ago, actually, uh, it is called WatchQuest. And WatchQuest is made by WayForward. Um, it's Quite, not quite the name, it's a popular video game company. And on WatchQuest, uh, they're, they're being a little more clear about exactly what you're doing in the game. So on the iPhone, you will be able to, uh, to you know, to view the player's kingdom, uh, to organize equipment, to, you know, to, to browse items and stuff. And the actual adventure will take place on the Apple Watch. Uh, and again, this will be another free-to-play game. There will be some sort of DLC model uh, to buy additional characters and campaigns. Um, they will be called quest packs. And there's no there's no details uh, at this point about you know the actual gameplay. Uh, there's a bunch of screenshots you can see. Again, uh, there's a 2D graphics on the Apple Watch. There's an inventory that you can you can you know you can choose a weapon. You can you can pick an item, and of course there's a pretty uh, watch kit standard interface with big buttons that you can tap. And the main game is on the iPhone. So th these first two are interesting because their developers are trying to bring RPG and adventure experiences to the Apple Watch. And I'm, I'm a little skeptical personally because I'm based on my, my brief demo that I had la last month on the Apple Watch, just, you know, uh, keeping my, my arm uh, upright to look at the watch uh, for a minute was pretty stressing was pretty tiring because I wanted to you know I wanted to put my wrist down so I cannot imagine how you would be sucked into the game for like five minutes at a time ten minutes at a time and just interact with the with the watch uh, it sounds to me like they're trying to they're trying to be first just to say hey we have a game for the Apple watch but how exactly would that be enjoyable when you know it's not like you're sitting down you're holding a game controller or you're holding a tablet the Apple watch and then the smartwatch in general is meant for quick interaction you're in and out uh, whether you're looking at a glance or you're looking at a notification or maybe you're dictating a message it doesn't seem to me like you can have an RPG or a full adventure on the Apple Watch unless it's really made for you know quick interactions uh, but can an RPG, can an adventure game be made for 10 or 5 seconds at a time? Which brings me to the other games that I saw uh, around on the web. There's uh, actually, if you go to the Apple website, uh, there's a page with uh, App Store apps for the Apple Watch, and there's a couple of puzzle games. One is Rules, the other is Box Pop, and there's also a collection of smartwatch games from Pocket Gamer. And again, puzzle games seems to be more popular. Um, 
and and I guess that it makes sense, you know, because I can I can I can imagine a puzzle game that only requires you maybe a minute tops if you want to if you want to I don't know maybe arrange a couple of shapes on the screen or maybe just tap to 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 have a different score. Uh, I just struggle to imagine an RPG or uh, you know an adventure game on the watch. But what I want to talk about is the basic idea of a smartwatch game. Do you think it makes sense for a platform that is made for quick interactions, uh, notifications, and just, you know, the kind of stuff that you want to be informed from your iPhone, uh, does it make sense to have a game? Why not just play a game on the iPhone? Is there is there room for this kind of new, new take on mobile games that use a wearable device? Uh, it doesn't seem to me like these first games are trying to be too different it's just a game on a smaller screen i can't work out why you would do this um this so i see the apple watch as having a place in gaming but not where you're looking at the screen and playing a game on it mm-hmm. like that seems kind of crazy to me as a thing that you would do um it just doesn't make sense to me like why would you do that? yeah that's my like, main i don't pro- i don't get the idea of like solving a puzzle on watch like um, i would just play it on my iphone like i un- i can see like a world in which a game that you play on your phone has a component that you play on your watch like for example the best i can think of is like these free to play games mm-hmm. you know like these free to play games like simpsons tapped out or whatever where you have to go in and complete a bunch of tasks yeah right like you go in and you have to tap on all the houses to collect up the money or whatever mm-hmm. Like I can see something like that where it would like op- it would notify you on your watch and you'd open the watch app and you'd have to like tap on the thing to do this and then it goes away and like yeah. you you interact with the game for like seconds at a time mm-hmm. to complete an action which is part of the main game which is on your phone or an a-, a game that uses like later on like the sensors in the Apple Watch so you're playing a game in the real world or something like that and it's like notifying you or something i don't know like because i'm not the person who comes up with these great ideas but i i don't understand a game where you're playing a puzzle on your watch but i can see how an a device like a wearable device could be used to enhance gaming but it doesn't make sense to me to take a game that's already there and then just change it and shrink it down like weird yeah yeah, the idea of a companion to a full game on the iPhone makes more sense to me. I saw last week uh, one of my favorite uh, apps slash games on iOS is uh, Elevate, which is a brain training like uh, game for iOS uh, that uses touch controls for these brain puzzles. So you can, I think I talked about this before, you can do stuff like uh, language games, you need to 
you know you, you need to find grammatical errors or maybe you need to find repetitions uh, there's a algebra games uh, there's all sorts of brain puzzles that you can solve and they announced last week Elevate Dash which is this companion for the Apple Watch that lets you complete mini games uh, in 20 seconds and the mini game you complete on the watch uh, they they uh, add on top of your Elevate score back in the iPhone app right, so I that think makes this sense can- to me then that makes more sense because you got 20 seconds, I don't know, maybe you're doing, I don't know, you're brewing espresso, whatever, you know, really short amount of time, you can just fire up the game and tap for 20 seconds and you're done. So I can see why this makes sense. I don't, I struggle like you to understand why you, would you have a full RPG or an adventure game on the watch. I'm more excited personally about... Uh, Two things. One is the, is the idea of a companion, you know, to, to use the Apple Watch and to use a, a, a game component of the, on the watch for really uh, short periods of time. I also saw this other, uh, this other upcoming watch app called the Watch Chess that it lets you watch, uh, exactly, it lets you watch chess games on your Apple Watch. So it lets you keep track of games. I don't know where they're, they're being taken from, but it lets you watch uh, chess games on your on your device. So it, this is interesting. You know, it's a companion to an iPhone app. But I think that the, the, the highest potential is in eventually when Apple releases a native SDK. So when developers will be able to access, you know, uh, hardware features of the Apple Watch, like the heartbeat sensor or maybe force touch, I can envision all sorts of, you know, implementations to enhance games on other platforms. So imagine if, I don't know, two or three years from now, we will have uh, a new Apple TV with native games or maybe much, much more powerful uh, gaming capabilities on the iPad and AirPlay. Imagine if, I don't know, a horror game uh, can keep track of your heartbeat and maybe how much exactly you've been scared by the game using the Apple Watch that you wear. Or maybe imagine if you could use Force Touch in combination with a game on a full Apple TV or, or an iPad to quickly, you know, send feedback to the game to do stuff like change your inventory or change your weapon. I can see why the Apple Watch, because it's something that you wear and because the interactions are so brief and also because it has sensors, I can see why it can enhance the uh, the game mechanic on another platform. I don't see how RPGs or adventure games or, you know, even puzzle games, if a, if a stage takes too long, I, I don't see how they can make sense. I can see why developer, developers want to make them, and I'm curious to check them out because it's a novel idea, but I think that based on my impression with the Apple Watch, you don't want to, you know, stand there and look at your risk for two minutes to play an RPG on the Apple Watch. I don't think it, I don't think it'll make for a good experience. I'm more excited to see if, if more developers like Elevate did will make uh, really small mini games or companion utilities for games on iOS on the Apple Watch. I think that makes more sense. I don't see adventure games happening on the Apple Watch personally. Yeah, it's... Uh, I feel like... Y- if you're making a game that is intended to be involved in some way, yeah. like you're kind yeah. of missing the whole point of the watch in general, let alone just creating a, an app for it. Yeah. It's not comfortable to be sitting there with your hand up like for minutes at a <laughs> no, time. Like, not at all. This is the problem with people trying to do this stuff before they've even experienced 
holding one. Like the gold rush is fine, but what you end up with at the end of it is is basically a bunch of rocks. Yeah, true. That's a great metaphor. Like, yeah, I just I was pretty proud of that actually. Wow, your your poetry skills have uh, have Leveled become up. better mm-hmm. over time. Very nice. So, Mike, tell me, you've been playing games. I've been addicted to Box Boy since our last episode. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, my God, I love this game. I'm, I love I'm it glad. so much. I told you it was a really fun game. It is fan- it's fantastic. It's just the perfect amount of puzzle. Yeah. You know, it's one of those puzzle games that you kind of, like... You play a little bit of, you get really stuck on a level, you come back and then like two hours later and you solve it first try. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm really, really enjoying this game an awful lot. I think if you've got a 3DS, you should be trying out Box Boy. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's on the eShop. It's, uh, I don't remember the price, but it's $4.99. Kind of cheap. See? It's cheap. It's nothing. It's like, great game. I've got a little uh, cape for him. <laughs> you did? Yeah, yeah. I'm on like World 6 or 7. Oh, you're f- much more into the game than me. Yeah, because I, wow. I can play a game like that when I edit and stuff. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm going away tomorrow. I'm taking my 3DS with me this time. I've loaded it up, um, and I'm gonna, I think I'm going to play a bunch of 3DS games. I'm going to try and play Shovel Knight um, and some other stuff. Nice. Make there. sure to pack a charger. I don't know if you got extra batteries for the 3DS. No, I don't. pack a charger. Don't worry. I don't know if I don't have extra batteries. Very nice. Very nice. And what's the other... Because I know you've been spending time on the 3DS this week. What's the other one? Well, this was my pledge to you. Oh, that yes. I would, I would play Pokemon Rumble World. And you did. And I played Pokemon Rumble World. I think I put a little, at and, least and, an hour into this And game. you lived to tell the story. <laughs> okay, let me tell you about Pokemon Rumble World. Okay. There is no story for this game. Wow. Like, you start the game, you get told... I don't even understand this completely. Pokemon are now toys, but they still fight, but you wind them up and you have to... Cl- I don't really understand. You wind them up? Yeah, like it's weird. I, I'll get to that in a minute. Like the, Basically, when you switch Pokemon, like there's like a delay as they're being wound like a toy. It doesn't make any sense because they don't act like toys. I don't know why they're toys. doesn't make sense to me because they act like Pokemon. They fight like they're alive. The toy bit, I don't know why they did it. Um, I feel like there must be some sort of contractual thing in here. Like, because it's not Game Freak, it's the Pokemon company. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't work it out, but there's got to be some reason because it doesn't make any sense to the plot, of which there is no plot. So you play, like, you select your me, right? And Mm -hmm. you start the game and you are put in front of this random king that you don't even have any attachment to. And he's like, effectively, this is what he says. Like, hello, welcome to my kingdom. Basically, I've got a problem. A magician came by yesterday and he had 11 species of toy Pokemon. You need to get 10 to beat him. Hmm. Like, that is my quest. So it's like, okay, then (laughs) I'll go off and do that, shall I? You so basically the way that it ends up being is you don't. I thought the way they pitch it is that you're going to play as yourself, but you don't. You kind of play as the Pokemon. So you go to these levels, these little lands, and you play as the Pokemon. You start off with Pikachu, and you fight other Pokemon in the real space. It's like a button mashing game. You like run around and like attack them by pressing A. 
and like Pikachu like shoots little lightning bolts and you have to ki- like basically kill I don't think I can't think of a better word knock out the other Pokemon mm-hmm. then they like explode like because they're just toys right so it's not a problem this might be part of it right actually I'm just thinking of this maybe that's the reason they don't explain it but like you kind of kill the Pokemon which you don't usually do but they like explode they, and evaporate they explode. yeah because they're just sad. like toys but they explode mm-hmm. into like springs or whatever um, that some of them drop coins but every now and then one of them will drop a small icon of itself and then when you pick that up you have caught that pokemon that's so weird and you can catch like so say for example you go into one uh world and there's like a bunch of i don't know like ekans or whatever or or pidgeys you can end up going out of that level and you've caught like seven Pidgeys because you've just like beat up loads of them and picked up their little things. But then you can let them go or whatever. You know, so you don't have multiple ones. Um, it, but, but then randomly, I don't even know why it does this. So like it starts like press A to attack. So you press an A to attack. And it's like, we will now change to automatic attack for you. So like all you need to do is walk near an enemy and it attacks them. Don't understand why that happened. Uh, but you can still press the A button to attack as well if you want. Um, I kind of do a mixture of both. Then, like, so you're advancing through these levels, killing the enemy Pokemon, collecting up the ones that are there, collecting up your tokens, um, and then you can then you get to the end of like the level that you're in, the little world that you're in. Because basically, you just it's like it's kind of like a it's like a dungeon crawler, and like all you're doing is going from like room to room effectively in these little worlds that like you go you fall through these little portals for a reason I don't understand it takes you to the next part and you keep going through until you get to the boss battles the boss battles are evolved pokemon and the more evolved the pokemon is the physically larger it is so they always end with a really large pokemon that has a big health bar and in there are loads of that pokemon's lower evolved self that you also also trying to fight you and you have to like fight the little guys knock a bunch of those out then fight the big guy and then eventually um that you know you get rid of the big guy and then the level is over and you go back to the town you speak to the king and he evaluates how many you have like how many species of pokemon you have now then this is where the free to play stuff comes in. To go to other worlds, you have to buy a hot air balloon. And the hot air Come balloon. Come on. Yeah. Jeez. Well, you don't buy the hot air balloon. The hot air balloon is bought by diamonds. And the diamonds are what you need to buy. So if you start off the game with enough diamonds to buy one hot air balloon, one hot air balloon. So basically, you buy it and it takes you to a specific world. Each world has a different elemental type. And in that world are three separate lands that you can go to, right? So you can go through three separate lands that have three different types of Pokemon, like all within the same elemental type, but like different Pokemon. So you might get like Charmanders in this one and like Pidgeys in this one or whatever. Uh, but there are like multiple different Pokemon in each land, It's but they're, they're, they don't cross over. So if you want to catch this type of Pokemon, you go to this land and then this type of Pokemon's in this land. Mm. But it's all, you get one hot air balloon, three lands, and in each land are different types of Pokemon that you can catch. Um, basically, you can then, uh, you can then create, like you buy the diamonds. So I bought some diamonds because I wanted to see how it was. Uh, originally, I couldn't work out how you got diamonds other than buying them. But then like I ended up getting 10 diamonds when I caught 10 species of Pokemon or whatever. So you do get them, but you have to buy them. It's a free-to-play game. 
Um, it starts off like the first time that you go to buy any diamonds and it says every other time. It tells you, you know, there's like a maximum limit. I think it's like $300 that you can spend in the game. Oh, no, the uh, sorry, the in-app purchase limit is at 3,000 diamonds. I can't remember how much a diamond's worth. But you can only buy that amount. Like, it will cap you. Like, this Man. is something that's been, like, people have been interested in, good or bad. But, like, it will cap you, where other games don't cap you. But this game will cap you. Which is interesting. All this sounds really complicated, Mike. It is pretty complicated. Um, it, it, I try to follow, but it's really It's way more complicated to explain than it is to play. Okay. Um, it's just effectively like you you are able to buy different areas to visit, right? And you you pay once and you get three small areas to visit for each time that you pay your diamonds, however you collect those by playing the game or buying them you go to these different worlds and then there are these different lands inside these worlds that you can go in and catch different types of pokemon um one thing that was so, this is so smart like this is the first time i've ever seen status modifiers working well in a pokemon game so you in the game you are moving around as the pokemon right it's like a dungeon mm-hmm. call you are moving around throughout the levels as the pokemon attacking other pokemon if you get paralyzed you can't move anymore um, if you have that a speed speed impact, it slows you down, so you move slower. Mm-hmm. And my favorite one: if you're confused, sometimes you press like to go left, and he goes right. Oh, that's clever! Very clever. Um, what else do we have here? Oh, one other way you can earn diamonds is by having friends visit your world. It's like that whole thing. I can um, visit your world, Mike. You should visit my world. Uh, what else have we got here on my notes? Oh, one other thing. If you die, so Pokemon dies, just one Pokemon dies, like you have a team of Pokemon that you can switch out, right? But if one dies, you have to pay diamonds to continue. Hmm. But you can so, you, you basically just have to make sure you switch them out in time. So you can switch them out and then obviously like, you know, it's, it all works in the same way, like different types are more effective than other types. Um, and then... Like, I got to the point where I caught my 11 species, had to fight the random magician, and of course, Federico, he'd worked out mega evolution, you know, naturally. Of course. Of uh, course. And that's kind of where I got up to. Um, this game, Federico, is surprisingly fun. It is? Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't have a bad time playing it. It was very simple, but that was fine. Uh, I was just going through, and I was like, like going and fighting the guys, you know, like picking the right Pokemon for the task, and I really liked all the little cute status modifiers and stuff, and there are things you can buy with the coins that you collect, you know, I'm not 100% sure what all of that stuff does yet. Uh, I don't think I'm never going to play this game again, I think I may pick it up again. Um, It's a perfectly fine, simple game. Did but you it, pay any real money? Yeah, I did. I wanted to see what the process was like, which is one thing that I forgot to mention. This is one of the main problems of Nintendo going into this. It's like, you want to pay one ninety nine, right? I pay one pound ninety nine to buy some diamonds because it's like, whatever, it's like two pounds, nothing. And you have to go through the whole eShop process to oh, make this purchase. Awful. <laughs> you know, like... Put the code in, okay, choose your payment method, put your password in, choose this, do this, how much do you want to top up, do you want to do the exact amount, right, waiting, 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 like, their process is not built for in-app purchase, and if they want to move into this, they need to think about that. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, on iOS, you, you got Touch ID and you can you can just unlock in-app purchases just with your fingerprint, which is much more convenient than going through, you know, the code for the eShop and all the other screens that Nintendo puts up. I think this kind of game can make much more sense on iOS, uh, of course, with different controls and stuff, but, you know, the idea of a free-to-play game with this sort of uh, fun, easy mechanics makes more sense on iOS than the 3DS, especially when you want to ask people for money. Um like this this game is, as as a game perspective, better than Pokemon Shuffle in my opinion, and less scammy than than Pokemon Shuffle. Like when I was playing Pokemon Shuffle, I compl- I the, the entire time I felt like Nintendo was basically sitting in my pockets trying to get money out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this game didn't feel like that as much, because I bought diamonds, but because I, I but I didn't actually test how far you can go without buying them. I didn't need to buy them at the point that I did. Um but I just wanted to because I wanted to see like the whole process. Yeah. Uh but this this isn't a game that I thought right I've tried that now but I I th- I think I would play it again. Um it because there's some sweet simple fun in it. This feels like a Pokemon game that should have existed a long time ago. Like you play as Pokemon fighting other Pokemon in like a button mashing type scenario. It kind of makes sense in a, in a, in an interesting way, and it looks good as well. That's good to know. Maybe I should check it out on the. I mean, it's free to download, so yep. there's no. You should no try it. You should, I, de- I think you should definitely try it. But this game suffers graphically. That in many, the way that like practically every other Nintendo game suffers because they use Mii's, which look terrible. Yeah, like they, they don't look good. The me design is just atrocious, and I can't believe they still look the way that they do. But like, it's such a bad design; they just don't look good. Like, and you can see it. Like, you can see that they're 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 coming around to this. Like, you see what they're doing with Super Smash, and they got all those suits, right? The suits are so they don't look like me's anymore. They look like mm-hmm. something else, like that's maybe a little bit more graphical, but. The me design is so bad, and and like it, it actually drags down the overall design of the game, as I feel it does whenever there's a me involved. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the trailer of uh, the Mario Kart uh, and the Mies? They they never look good. I think it almost feels like a like a tacky addition yep. to the game. Yep. I really don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah. But hey ho. Thank you, Mike, for the detailed explanation. Uh, I don't think it is the game for me, but I will download it from the shop and see what's up. I think you should try it. Yeah, yeah, I will. Because it's interesting. More than anything, because it shows a future direction. Yeah, exactly. Just for that. Yep. So that's that. That's Pokemon Rumble World. I don't even know Thank why it's you. called that. Doesn't make sense to me. Well, because it's a world. You travel why is it Rumble? Air balloon. I don't know what's rumbling. Uh, I don't know what what rumbles. The 3DS does can't even rumble. No. <laughs> so I don't know what's rumbling. Maybe the Pokemon are rumbling. Well, if, again, that might be just something else they didn't bother to explain. <laughs> Probably. So there we go. Awesome. So I think that's about it, Federica. Yeah, I haven't finished The Last of Us, so I don't have feedback on the ending. Okay. I will try to have it for when you come back. Cool. Next time. Yeah. Look yeah. forward to it. Um, that's about it for this week. If you want to catch our show notes for this week, you want to go over to relay.fm slash virtual slash 34. And if you want to find us online, Federico is at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he's the writer over at maxstories.net, the man in charge 
of the fantastic MacStories.net. And I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E on Twitter. Thanks again to Hover for sponsoring this week's episode. Um, you should go check those guys out and use the code LINK at checkout for 10% off your first purchase. And also, most of all, thanks to you for listening. Until next time, say goodbye, Federico. Arrivederci.